It's your boy, Greg Wolf. Um, and today, or for this segment at least, I want to talk about last night's episode of Atlanta. Holy shit. That's my first reaction. It is one of the most creepiest TV episodes that I've seen. It's, uh, I mean, it's basically all about Darius's interaction with a, a washed up uh, piano player who, uh, who basically uh, either has vitiligo or he basically um, bleached his skin to the point to where he looks ghoulish almost. I don't know, but it's just a crazy episode. And there's so many underlying themes in this episode, too. I mean, for me, I think the main theme of it was uh, basically father and daddy issues. You know, it talks a lot about, you know, what the name of the episode is called Teddy Perkins, who is also the the ghoul looking dude. Teddy and his brother Benny they grew up in a household where their father basically forced them to you know play piano a certain amount of hours if they didn't get something right they'd get beat I mean basically how a lot of fathers are or a lot of fathers were in the industry and still are in the entertainment industry you know and you know it's just crazy, man. Then that ending. I, I won't give. I'll make this this uh, this uh, segment non-spoilery because I want you guys to see it. I want you guys to experience it and feel it. Because I mean, even the score was minimalistic, like old school uh, thrillers from like you know the black and white era, you know, fifties and. 40s you know didn't have much music and didn't have it was just Darius and this Teddy Perkins interacting you know know, Teddy has this high pitch ass voice and and for for the longest time you get the feeling that maybe Teddy is just speaking in third person and there is no brother there is no Benny Yeah, if you get a chance, man, watch that episode. It's episode six called Teddy Perkins on Atlanta FX. Yeah, it's crazy. Got me in my feels. So next week, I'm going on vacation, going back to my hometown of Bonner Springs, Kansas. Shout out to Bonner Springs High School, Clark Middle School, Southwest Middle School, McDaniel Elementary, etc., etc., etc. Pretty excited. Uh, I talk to my mom, you know, at least once a week, but I haven't seen her. 
in about a year physically like in person i haven't seen my sister in almost three years so that's what i'm really excited about and i haven't seen certain cousins in like well, damn near a decade so i'm excited about that it's just gonna be a fun time I mean, i'm only gonna be up there a couple of days because i gotta work but that's enough to to get up there and see all my family because literally my entire family grew up in this one little town well on my mother's side and some of my dad's side too but for the most part there's my mother's side that I hung with we hung out like we were our family was so close that a lot of people didn't realize that we were actually you know related they thought we were a gang because that's how deep we rolled like my grandmother she had you know six girls well seven girls the one of my mother's sisters died before I was born and didn't have any children so she has six girls that actually had at a minimum three kids apiece so there's like uh, 25 of us grandkids that grew up in the same town at various ages and now we all have kids so it's a pretty big family to be in you know one little bitty town uh, I don't live that far but because of my situation I haven't been able to get up there as much as I I would like I mean it's only about a five hour drive from where I live but you know when you don't have the best of transportation, you can't get out that much. Maybe when I get a better car or a new car, I'll be able to get up there more. But it is what it is. They understand. Uh, but this week, well, next week, I'll be able to, to get up there. So, super excited. Not sure what we're going to do. I know it's going to be pure jokes because that's, that's one thing about my family is that we are the, the joke cracking family. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are or, you know, if you're in our family, you got to have thick skin and you got to be able to give and take with the jokes, you know, because because we basically, I mean, I'm, I'm actually surprised that, you know, at least one of us didn't become like a comedian or a stand-up comedian because we were, when we were growing up, it was, I mean, it was a lot of heartache and a lot of pain, but for the most part, what I remember is laughter and lots of it, especially when we all got together. You know what I mean? Family reunions and sometimes just get-togethers because like I said, we only lived blocks away from each other, so we'd go over to each other's house, play, have card parties, play dominoes and things like that, and just be loud as shit, you know. Some of the stereotypical stuff that you see in black comedies, that shit was real for me. You know. I had a very interesting childhood. You know. Like, on one aspect of it, it was, you know, 
having an abusive father and everything, that was, that was bad. But anytime we went to my grandmother's house or one of my auntie's house, we never even thought about it. And of course, you know, growing up, my grandfather was also a pastor and we had to go to church every Sunday, sometimes on Wednesdays. Me personally, anybody that knows me knows I've never really been into organized religion. And I went because that's what we, that's what you thought you're supposed to do. You know, your grandfather's pastor. As I got older, I didn't go as much, but you know, when you're a kid, you do what you're told. <laughs> you know, that's just how it was. Get your ass up and get ready for church. Be mad because you wanted to sleep in or watch cartoons. That was back when there was actually some decent cartoons on Sundays. But as you got older, Sundays became terrible for cartoons and then Saturdays too yeah I miss Saturday morning cartoons yeah me growing up in Bonner there was always the same kind of kind of routine especially in the summertime but predominantly, you know, during school, wake up Saturday morning, watch your cartoons, eat your cereal. Around noonish, you go outside and get you some sunshine, sunshine. Either walking or riding a bike, walk over to your cousin's house, ride your bike or whatever, and then you play some basketball. And that's that's basically how summers went. And if your mom had some money or, you know, you had a ride, you go out to Indian Springs Mall and go to the arcade. Because we, really, we didn't have an arcade in town, but Indian Springs Mall wasn't, wasn't that far, you know, if you could drive. And my mom liked to go out there, too, and shop, so she'd take us out there. We'd go to, to the arcade before, you know. Before I got shot up. And then, if you know, if there was a good movie out, we go see a movie at the theater. Collectively, I'd say I, I, mean, I had a pretty decent childhood. It wasn't too bad. And it was a much smaller town when I was growing up, too much much smaller like I think now it has about 50,000 people when I was growing up it had less than 10 you know my graduating class was like like 70 something and I was always the geek and the and the nerd of the family. Fixing stuff, fixing computers. I was always the computer nerd. Always in books, always at the library. Still love libraries. 
But libraries have a special, especially the one in Bonner, because it was like my my sanctuary. You know, because it was like there's like a two parter. It's like the library, the main library in Bonner Springs was underneath the community center, which is where I played basketball at as well. And uh, so I would go to the library first. And this would be like on a Friday around 5 o'clock. And then people would come in for open play at the community center around 7. Now I'm only about 5'9", so I was never able to dunk or anything like that but I had a killer three pointer man and I would shoot your damn lights out and that's kind of what I was known for that and having mad handles I shank your ass up too with them dribbles feeling kind of nostalgic right now you ever get a chance, if you don't live in your hometown and you don't get that many chances to go back, go back, man. It's kind of like a reset. It's kind of like, you know, giving you a little bit of nostalgic vibes, kind of a reboot. So when you come back to your, to where you actually live, you know. give you some some perspective all right well, enough of my rambling uh, catch y'all later life moves pretty fast you don't stop and look around once in a while you could miss it all right so I posted on social media that I would like to see an Eartha Kit biopic. And I thought the perfect person to play it would be Letitia Wright. Uh, she plays Shuri in, in uh, Black Panther. She looks just like a young Eartha Kit. I think it would be cool if uh, Lena Waithe would uh, direct it because she she has a good eye for you know grittiness you know she did the the shy and and uh, she's just I don't know she just has a good eye for and I think Eartha Kitt's biopic would be gritty because she's she went through a lot and she did a lot and I think her story needs to be told what do y'all think